0: there. It's Kellyanne. Thank you for listening to Downstage Dallas. Today I'm telling you about a podcast that is created by and starring Dallas area creatives. And no, I'm not talking about Downstage Dallas. It's called Writer Wrong. Listen closely to what I'm saying. That's Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R, Writer Wrong, the podcast. This podcast is a chapter-based fiction serial that invites us, the audience, to choose what happens next. And right now, I'm talking with the creator and host, Patrick Emile. Thank you for joining me this morning.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kellyanne. I really appreciate it.
0: Okay, so I want to get to know you a little bit more. So I have a series of questions. Uh, I'm calling this Wrong or Right. Really creative. Oh, game fun. Know. I know. Split
1: through. I like that.
0: So I will make a statement about you, and you tell me if that is wrong or right. And if it's wrong, please clarify and tell me, um, t- tell me what the truth is.
1: Okay.
0: So, first question You are a full time podcaster, wrong or right?
1: Right. Right. As of right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. I got, got the words switched up there. Yeah. But yeah. Full-time podcaster ever since starting right or wrong in uh, about August. So yeah. Full-time at this point. Really? Mm.
0: Very cool. But I saw in your bio that you do, is it, is it mute? Are you also a music creator? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I, I'm a composer and a musical theater writer. Um, all that has sort of been put on hold since starting the podcast. I do all of the music for the podcast as well. So uh, that's why it's sort of full time. It's just you know, it's 24-7 right now. But, but yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So all of, the, all of the interests, all of the skills have all been combined exactly. to now become a full time podcaster. Seriously, yeah. Very cool. Okay, next one. You have a degree in creative writing. Wrong or Right.
1: That is wrong. I do not have a degree of writing.
0: Tell me a little bit more about your background then.
1: Um, So I started out uh, in college. I studied uh, music composition as well as painting and drawing. Uh, Growing up, I thought I was going to be a visual artist for a long, long time and sort of studied that pretty uh, intensely as a kid, but also Music, um, piano and guitar, my principal instruments, then sort of transitioned to composition in college. And then I got into musical theater writing and then got into more script writing, f- uh, sort of spun out from that experience. So as far as screenplay writing and script writing, I, I that's only within the last five years, I would say.
0: Oh, OK. Um- mm-hmm. When you say as a musical writer, what have you written? Have you written with specific theaters, specific? Uh,
1: yeah, what? I have. Um, let's see. The I've worked with here in town. Um, I had a show at Contemporary Theater of Dallas it was their last show of their last season uh, which maybe doesn't bode well but you know it, it, it was all scheduled I didn't put them under but
0: right uh, right right, right.
1: <laughs> um, I've done some stuff at Amphibian Stage I wrote the music for Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins um, which they put out a few years ago written by Scott Zenreich um, yeah and but a lot of stuff I, I had a show in the uh, new York Theater, New York Musical Theater Festival in 2014, and I've uh, um, done some stuff with New Dramatists in in New York City, uh, a show called The Ballad Hunters, which was with playwright Carlos Murillo, who's a phenomenal playwright. So that was all. That was I was writing the music and the lyrics and and contributing to the story, but not the book writer per se.
0: Gotcha. Where is it that you um, that you went to school?
1: University of North Texas.
0: Oh, okay, UNT.
1: Yeah. Same, same. I love that. Dentron.
0: Dentron. Yeah. Okay, next question. Mm -hmm. You are a big tennis fan.
1: That is right. I am a massive tennis fan, an avid player. Um, You know, I like like to consider myself tour level, but of course, if you ask my hitting partner who dominates me almost daily, then you would know that that's a lie. So, but I do love to play and I love watching tennis and my social media feeds are either like some sort of art design and then tons of tennis stuff I'm sort of obsessed with
0: tennis yeah so the um uh the algorithms have have got you down to a T. like Absolutely. these are the two things that he likes
1: yeah it's like here's some cool European furniture and here is tennis lessons yeah that's how it goes
0: next question you are from Texas
1: That is wrong. I am from Connecticut. I'm from New England. I am. I'm a Yankee, although I have been in Texas now, not to show my age, but, you know, 25 years. Yeah. So I've adopted Texas, I think, officially, you
0: know. Okay. good. So so you like it.
1: I do. I I enjoy. You're
0: well settled after 25
1: years. Yeah. Specifically Dallas. I'm a big fan of Dallas.
0: So. What was it that brought you from Connecticut to Texas? Oh, my
1: mom got a job when I was a kid. Uh, oh, okay. And so we, you know, moved cross, packed up cross country to Texas. That was a huge culture shock, though. I did not know anything. I thought horses, you know, coming down to Texas.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: riding our horses to school. Wearing yeah, cowboy I really,
1: boots. I really thought that was going to be how, how it was. But I was pleasantly surprised to find out that there's there's a a lot going on here that's not just
0: (laughs) in your 25 years have you have you at least have you purchased a pair of cowboy boots
1: I do not have a pair of cowboy boots Ah. because I find them to be it's such an invest. It's such a financial and time investment because you put them on, and you're like these feel terrible, and then everyone's like, ah, oh, you got to break them in. Ah, who's who's nobody's has time for that. I don't,
0: I don't. I I did grow up a little more of the Texas stereotype. I did have horses growing up, and uh, I, right and I have owned cowboy boots. Still own uh, boots. They're in my closet now. Never had a comfortable pair of boots. Never. Yeah. So yeah.
1: they look really cool, though. I'll give that. I'll give that to the cowboy boot. That's sick.
0: So- Somebody listening is like, oh, you just haven't had the right boots. And I'm like, (laughs) well, point me in the right direction because Mm -hmm. Mm I've never found any. Okay, last question. Cats are better than dogs, right or wrong?
1: Oh, that's got to be wrong. I'm a dog person. I'm a dog. I do do like cats. I'm terribly allergic to them, but I do like cats. However, I think dogs reign supreme in that debate. I I don't think there's really even any question. What about you?
0: Uh, I would have to disagree. I'm very oh. much a cat person. And...
1: Well, we were getting along so well.
0: But... <laughs> the podcast is over. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, End yeah. of the episode. Thank you for listening yeah, to Downstage Dallas. To. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and those are all my questions for okay. the silly game of right or wrong. Yeah, it was Thank fun. you for playing. Of course. <laughs> now, let me actually get into your podcast, Right or Wrong, which. Man, now I've confused myself even with my my silly game title.
1: That's why I messed it up in the first question in the game because I had it I had it backwards in my mind. But yeah,
0: I know yeah. I tried to be funny by switching the words, but now I think I've just confused myself. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Your podcast, right or wrong, the podcast. Let me explain this a little bit. Um, this is a, a series, a fictional series, performed by actors as audio plays. Each story is broken into chapters, with a new chapter for each episode. And each story is very different from the one before it. This is something that I really like about your podcast: is that none of the none of the stories are the same genre or the same topic as the one before it. So it, you write all of these stories yourself, right?
1: That's correct. Yes.
0: How do you? What's your process as a writer? I love asking uh, this of writers.
1: So um, the entire process with Right or Wrong is super compressed, which, you know, maybe we'll talk about. But um, as far as starting out, the, uh, the first story, Spines, which is sort of a horror comedy, I kind of was just pulling from my own interests and what I thought would be fun to write and started developing characters from there. So there's a lot of whiteboarding in my process. I'll, I'll sort of come up with the kernel of the idea and um, branch it out, kind of work large on a white big whiteboard see where I can go and then start to to develop the characters from there and make sure that they're, you know, somewhat whole in the beginning because that will help guide my story direction um, and, you know, choices from there, because I come from a stage background, you know, it's all about, it's all very uh, overt and character forward, you know, so, um, and it's not filmed obviously audio play. So there's not a lot of room for subtlety in, in terms of, visualizations because there there are none so i have to make sure that the characters are big and clear and and that the story choices all all make sense in a, in an immediate way so i use the whiteboard to determine all that and then as far as switching genres that was just i just wanted to do something different i didn't want to be pigeonholed in in whatever genre spines the first story was so yeah we're continually um kind of canvassing our our Audience and our listenership, as well as the other people on the on the creative team, to figure out what we should do next and how to how to move forward. But those decisions ultimately come down to me, and I'll just be like, I don't want to want to do something like this. So,
0: <clears throat> and that's one thing that you always ask your co-host for each episode. You have a a co-host, just another creator, um, mm-hmm. who you talk to about. You listen to the the chapter together and you ask them questions about what they thought with who their favorite character was. and that's one of the questions that I've enjoyed most hearing is what you ask what genre do you think this story fits yeah. into? because yeah. they're all so very different. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of your co-host, how do you how do you find your co-host? It's always someone different are these are these friends of yours? Who can we so expect to hear as co-hosts?
1: For season one, it was definitely friends of mine. And I tried to pick some people that are in the industry in, in some regard. So the, the first co-host was Bryce Hunter, who is a, a screenwriter, film guy, and he works for a, a film company here in Dallas, actually, um, talented guy and talented writer. And then for the second host, uh, that's one of my friends, Cody Dry, who's a fabulous musical director. And so we've collaborated in musical theater projects several times. And the second story has a lot of music in it, that in um, specific songs that I wrote for the show. That he music directed the the cast um, as far as bringing bringing it to life, and so that's why he was the co-host. And third was a gentleman named Tyler Lucas, who is a film editor and um, all around funny guy. So brought him in, and and but you know we're we're open to new co-hosts. It doesn't have to be just pulling from my stable of, of buddies. Um, In fact, I'd very very much like to expand uh, the the co-host roster to include uh, a more diverse group of people, for one thing. So that's our goals for season two.
0: Yeah, I was just telling you before this that I listened to to the whole – Canyon series which is one of the stories in in the right or wrong podcast and didn't even realize through all three episodes that that I that I that I knew Tyler until afterwards I was looking on the website so shout out to Tyler how's it going Uh um one of the main twists or actually the main twist of this podcast that makes it different from other um fiction chapter-based audio play podcasts is that you let the audience choose pieces of the story. So, how exactly does that work for you as a writer? Because do you have a beginning, middle, and end already in mind? You, I know that you give you give the audience two choices for right. each episode of how the story can continue. But how? So how do you work with that?
1: So. Um... It's, in, it's, it's insane, um, you know, it's, it, I don't know why I wrought this upon myself, uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So the way it works <clears throat> is I'll give those two story choices. I don't have it all mapped out when I, when I start writing. Um, I've sort of molded the process a little bit as I've gone along. But for instance, in the first story, I wrote that first chapter and I was like, great, I've, I've done it. Here we go. And then, the, you know, we were like, okay, audience vote. And the vote started coming in and i had to you know quickly understand that oh this is actually happening and now i have to choose one of these paths so typically i'll have you know 48 hours maybe to put out 25 30 pages yeah sometimes 72 hours depending how the votes are coming and sometimes they'll come in so strong that i can start creating before the voting deadline because there's no way that whatever losing option is going to catch up unless there's some you know, wave of, of votes, but that that hasn't happened. Usually it's pretty clear, but when it's close, I will have only about two days to get the pages out because I have to then get that to the actors so they can have a couple days with it before we, we record. Um, and then we'll record and then I'll have a, a few days to edit, write all the music, put it all together, record with the co-host, edit all that down, put it out, air it, then a few days before the next voting option is in, you know, and then repeat that process. So it's extremely compressed and, and, uh, breakneck pace. So,
0: yeah, I didn't realize that it was that it was 48 hours that you would have to write the next chapter. Yeah. There's
1: very little room for rewrites and we have no rehearsal. There's no time for that. Plus we are extremely mindful of, uh, conditions with the pandemic so we we never have everybody in the room ever you know know, there's no we we, so for season two we're considering maybe some zoom rehearsals but time there's no time there's not a lot of time for anything we're we're thinking about tinkering with the format a little bit for season two um because the other thing with the voting of course is we have to close the voting deadline so the majority of our listeners listen to it like yourself well past The ability to vote for the story and so we're trying to take that into consideration as well because we have to put out the new content so there's only a few days for that voting window which is good and bad
0: right um speaking of your actors actually speaking of the actors and the and the recording of it um I will play a trailer in this episode for people to hear snippets of the right or wrong podcast because it this is very well done I mean there's um the sound quality is fantastic your your sound design um because i believe you're the editor correct
1: yes yeah i i do all the editing all the sound design all of the music all, all of it yeah directing it think of a favorite show have you ever wondered what the writers were thinking or how you might have done things differently Welcome to right or wrong.
0: Got a Get your mom.
1: It's chaos. Rory dives out of the way as Chalmers lunges towards Marky and Tasia and begins firing. Most of the crew runs out of the house in all directions. Me not signed I up. mean, I've got my own thoughts on where well, or on where I think you should go, but. Just by the writing, I do think that a supernatural aspect would be beneficial, mm-hmm. uh, given what has been set up, right? Tonally, structurally, all that. Mm-hmm. The However, new I'm not sure the new
0: Back at Gruberton's headquarters after a successful gig.
1: So I say to this knucklehead, look. Don't get all riled up, creamy. Oh, okay, very funny.
0: You've related this account to us um, on several prior just occasions. Just
1: the way that. it's told, um, it, it felt like a comic book. Like, I could see the stills of mm. each character yeah. in some kind of pose. They had their own music. They had their own theme. Mm-hmm. Um, very much what I was going for. It's so It's, it's so really clear. One way to find like, out. Join us brave listeners in our writer's room. Welcome to right or Wrong.
0: And the sound design is a is such a an important aspect because I've heard you talk about it in in the show of the little aspects like adding a little bit of echo or adding the sounds of birds all the way to as as you briefly mentioned the the music the score of the show it's it's so very well done so I, I'm definitely gonna add that trailer in here so people can hear the kind of quality they get with this podcast.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot. The, the sound design is particularly fun. Um, and I pull from a couple different libraries or I'll do field recording stuff, uh, myself. If I need to create the Foley myself, although that's pretty rare. You um,
0: do? you've, you've created the Foley. I,
1: it's sometimes it's, it's very rare that I need to do that. Uh, when there are very specific sounds, uh, sometimes it's it's necessary or what's more typical as you'll ask any sound designer which i am kind of an amateur sound designer or new to the, the the art form of it you know you find sounds that aren't what it is at all but will work for what you need to do so i'm, I'm developing you know my my files on my computer so many foley files now of, of figuring out what works for what so i have a lot of respect a newfound respect for sound designers out there in the world if you're listening uh i love i love it and i admire what you all do
0: absolutely and back to your actors then this is this is actually this is a paid job for your actors how is it how is it that this show is funded
1: uh so it is self-produced entirely self-funded marlo and i foot foot the bill so to speak so um you know we just figure this is what we want to do and we find the work to be worth it and collaborating with, with, you know, our fellow creatives here in DFW. And, um, I just insist that we pay people for their time. You know, I think it's just, it's just better all the way around to do that and, and they deserve it. I wish we could pay more, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and right now at this, uh, this particular time in our lives where, um, many creators aren't getting enough work if any, um that's one of the things that i personally find so cool about the right or wrong podcast is it's because it it is it is putting dfw area creatives to work it's
1: yeah i yeah and we 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 hope that creating some opportunity has been helpful to everybody involved and, and future people as well you know we're, we're always looking to get more people involved and a, a kind of expand the roster so we'll, we'll see what happens we are trying to crowdfund for season two because as you might imagine self-producing it all is uh, it, it's 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 an investment so um we're asking for help for season two we'll see how that goes
0: <clears throat> well please tell me more about that how where where and how can people help
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, we we just have a Kickstarter going. There's, uh, there are a couple weeks remaining on that campaign and we're hoping for the best, a big push for the final two weeks. You can also, we have a Patreon and you can donate directly through the website. Um, the Kickstarter is all over our social media and the website and everything too. So we are going to do season two regardless, but of course we are asking for help and help would be helpful. So
0: yes, help <laughs> these creators. Um, I will put the links to your Kickstarter, to your Patreon, and to your website, wherever people oh, are listening to this podcast. Thank you. You've mentioned briefly season two. Tell yeah. me a little bit more. Is there okay. anything you can give away? Any uh, spoilers?
1: Well, I'll say that we're we're thinking about tinkering with the format, like I hinted at earlier, uh, just a tad. We want to create that virtual writer's room and make that a little bit more explicit. Um, it, it, and I mean that in the basis sense of the word uh, because we want to invite a third person into the studio either remotely or if they're comfortable coming into the studio with me and the co-host, which will be Tyler Lucas, will be my permanent number two, my my, uh, Riker to my Picard for this next season. So I'm excited oh, about
0: fantastic.
1: that. Yeah. Shout out to t Tai again. Um, and then we'll have a third person. So the idea being, I think a triangle in the studio is going to be a little bit more dynamic as far as the analysis and, and discussing the work. And it, it won't be as so much as me as the creator droning on about my process, which I think is interesting, but also is a little like, I mean, you know, I, th- I think audience will relate to two people, maybe debating pros and cons of where the story should go. That's, uh, And I'm just sort of moderating or chiming in when necessary. So that's going to happen. And we're also going to move to a weekly format. So it'll be week A will just be the audio drama. I'll have a little intro and outro, but then just the audio play. And then week B will be the analysis and then cycle on and off from there. So that's an exciting uh, update. As far as stories go, I am in the process right now. uh, pre productions going on, so I'm, I'm writing the first story right now. Um, and I think I'm going to move to a police procedural kind of thing to start it out, uh, which I sort of avoided in season one. We'll see how it goes. You know, the right or wrong brand is a little bit, always a little bit akimbo, always a little bit weird. So, you know, I, I'm not sure if how I'll handle a police procedural, but I'll try and make it weird and funny. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's that's what's going on. And then I wanted to do some sequels, but Marlo uh, has put her foot down. So there is no Spines 2 or The Canyon 2 or Grivertones 2 in Season 2 of Right or Wrong. So sorry, fans, but maybe Season 3. We'll see. Other than that, uh, I have some other surprises that I will play close to the vest. So no, okay. no spoilers for that.
0: Ah, uh, fine. <laughs> um and you've mentioned Marlo a couple times. Marlo is the producer of the Right or Wrong podcast. That's
1: correct. Marlo, my Slevich, uh, my partner in Right or Wrong, my partner in, in real life. She is a professional stage manager here in town, works a lot with Undermain. Um, but obviously, like we discussed earlier, not a, not a whole lot of work going around. So she's had the opportunity to, to dig into this as well. And she is very much a huge part of, of the podcast. And I just unfortunately am the voice of it. I really want her to be. But she refuses. So.
0: Oh, she does. Yeah, She's she more of a does, behind the scenes. It's not
1: like the microphone. Uh, neither do I, but I do my best. You know, not you're very natural on the microphone. I wish I had your skills on that mic,
0: but oh well. I appreciate that. I think you're the natural. You've got the you've you've got. I love the deep male voice on the microphone. You know,
1: that's just this re20. You know, we know how that is. It's just, mm-hmm. just,
0: I love it. I love so it. I love it. it. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for joining me again this morning. Is there anything else that we need to leave our audience with about the right or wrong podcast?
1: Um, folks, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to Kellyanne so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, we're going to be doing some cross promotion. I hope all of any fans that have found uh, Downstage Dallas through, through this will continue listening and interacting with Kellyanne and, uh, you know, join us in the in the writers room. We got some really fun stuff coming up and everything is bingeable now. So for season one, so you can just kind of burn through it. And today we release the director's cut of the second story, the River Tone. So you can just click one time and listen to all of it. Um, and yeah, come come have fun with us. And thank you again to Kellyanne.
0: Fantastic! And that's my favorite way to listen to a podcast by binging it.
1: Mm. I like
0: I like to wait until I'm a little behind so that I can listen yeah. to like every episode all at once.
1: That's how I do Radio Rental. I just let it let it go all the way through, and I'll just listen to every episode.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is what Netflix and Hulu and things have taught us.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Well, thank you again for joining me this morning.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.